welcome to Real Life Conversations. This is a platform for you where we just have guests in and share their stories and we learn from their stories. We see what God is doing. We see what the Christian life is all about. We pray about issues. So welcome. We are so glad that you could join us today. My name is Janet Kariki Wahinya and I am your host. Today we are privileged to have a pastor from Sitem. Her name is Pastor uh, Reverend uh, Fidel Baraza, and she's also a doctor, and she will be sharing with us her journey in bringing up a child with special needs. She'll tell us what the special needs are. We'll just start from the beginning, and then we'll just see the journey and learn from it. And we are so honored, Pastor Fidel, that you could come today and just share something that is very personal, very close to your heart. So I'll just allow you to, uh, to introduce yourself, to say hi to everybody who's going to be joining us, who's going to be watching it right now or in, in the future, and then we'll, we'll go on from, from there. Karibu sana. Thank you, Reverend Janet. My name is uh, Reverend Dr. Fidel Adabaraza. Uh, yes, I hold a PhD in uh, education, Doctor of Philosophy in Education, with mm -hmm. emphasis in child development and family studies. Mm -hmm. I have served with CETAM for the last 17 years wow. I joined CITAM in 2006 as an intern pastor and was taken on a board full-time as a children's pastor in 2007 oh. to date. Oh wow, yes. those are many years, that's a <laughs> lifetime, a working lifetime. That is yeah. amazing to know. <laughs> yes. All right, so today you get to share with us the story of your beautiful daughter. My beautiful daughter, yeah. Raziela Miracle. Right. Raziela means my secret is God and yes, her journey is a miracle as her name goes. Raziela was born in 2010. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's twin too. She is a twin. She had a twin sister, mm -hmm. Leah Blessing, who went to be with the Lord uh, three weeks after their birth. Oh they, are, they were born prematurely. Uh, so they were mm -hmm. prematures born at 30 weeks gestation period. Mm -hmm. and, um, 30 weeks is early. Yeah, that mm -hmm. was early. Mm. Uh, she was only 17.50 grams at birth. <laughs> oh, yeah, so tiny. Yeah, tiny miracles. Mm. You know, I'll kangaroo them. You know what kangaroo means? You mm -hmm. where you it's skin to skin contact, ah, mother child, okay, especially done for premature premature mm. children, and so that then they are able to have that skin to skin contact with the mothers and mm. all that. And and believe you me, Rosella will fit in. You know, on my chest, like in between my breast and just sleep into <laughs> and eating so she was so tiny yeah. but precious little girl mm. and so i've watched her and seen the faithfulness of god when mm. he says that um the lord your god your redeemer mm. who stretches the whole you know the heavens by all by myself mm. i know what that means mm -hmm. because i've really seen god um mm -hmm. through the life of raziela mm -hmm. so raziela lives with uh cerebral palsy and autism spectrum disorder mm -hmm. uh, which comes under the umbrella of neurodevelopmental disorders mm -hmm. and, and when did you discover this uh, when did i discover this <laughs> i think i uh, that, that's a journey on its own mm -hmm. because what happened is that she was born in march okay. uh, 2010 and we stayed in the hospital up to about september 2010 mm -hmm. Um, hopping from one hospital to another because mm. uh, you you know just trying to get life <laughs> this life that we it's live is, it doesn't just come mm. easy and when we got out of hospital we still had to have daily visits you know to the hospital for therapies and for all that and the doctors will give me an appointment after an appointment they'll mm. give me sealed envelopes like take to this doctor mm. so I take to this doctor take to that doctor 
I think I said I did that the whole of 2011, 2010, 2011. She was born in, in 2012, 2010. 2010. Okay. In 2012, I was given a sealed envelope to take to a particular doctor. Mm. This particular time, I told myself, what is it about my child that doctors always give me sealed Seed envelopes to take mm. to doctors? So I decided to open up the door, you know, the envelope and just find out about you know what it was all about and that's the first time i saw that my child had been diagnosed with cerebral palsy mm. and so you know the condition was cerebral palsy and though i had heard probably about the name cerebral mm. palsy it had never registered so this particular time i see it and i'm like cerebral palsy what is I wanted mm. to understand it in detail. Mm. I decided to go to Mr. Google. Mm. You know, Google doesn't <laughs> lie. <laughs> I mean, means towards. Mm. So I decided, let me go to Google. There was Google in 2010. 12. So I went and Google. Uh. And Google says, this is a lifetime condition. I'm like, what do you mean, a lifetime condition? And of course, the description that Google gave scared me out of my skin. I was mm. like, what? How? Mm. Where? How? Where do I begin? Mm. But you see, at that particular time, my daughter, even though um, I was with her, none of her joints was actually like holding and all that. Her entire body was myopic, so that like you know, you can't the way you try to even jump your child on your, uh, you know, you you know, laps oh. and all that. My child's uh, joints couldn't hold. Mm. You know, her head had not held her neck had not held i had to support mm. her head like really anytime i'm carrying her support the head you know the head is the heaviest mm. organ on somebody's body and uh, you know support her head and mm. all that and, and so i was like well, my child yeah. could not sit even at that particular time so it was still How doing therapies and at all this that. point that is 2010 almost yeah, two years al almost two years okay. we're talking about oh, yeah yeah, she could sit, she oh. could stand, she could do anything. Okay. She couldn't really even respond. She mm. couldn't even recognize me, so to speak, mm. or so I think, because mm. she was just emotionless. Mm. Uh, whether I was in a room or not or in a room, okay. it, it didn't uh, change anything mm. in you, you know around her. No. So I couldn't tell whether she knew I was her mother or not. Mm. Yeah. Was she crying a lot? Um, well kinda mm. uh, in a way not not much at that particular time but okay. yes in, in in a way but okay. yes mm. yeah all right so many trips to the hospital and how uh, are you managing no, not so even so many it was daily, daily. trips it was daily, daily trips. trips yeah how did you manage work it it was hard because mm. even in the midst of ministry and work it was a challenge because you see i was coming from a child who isn't well and i have daily trips to the hospital, emotionally draining mm. as a person, to me as an individual and all that. But then still, as a pastor, mm. people expected me to be there for them and still execute mm. my duties and mm. still attend to them and still be able to counsel Pray with them, them and give them a listening visit. ear mm. and probably visit the ones who are bereaved, mm. visit the ones who are sick and all that. But uh, of course, at some point, it was hard uh, mm. balancing uh, all that. And uh, yeah, but mm. I think looking back, uh, it was just God. When our, mm. our, our backs were against the wall, it's only by the grace of God. Mm. I can't tell how he did it and how mm. I did how it. I don't know how I managed, mm. but somehow, somewhat, I was still a pastor mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was still taking care of my daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Several years down the line, how did that pro progress? Now you have a child who's 
uh, can stand, can walk. Did she get to stand and walk eventually? So how was it? Oh yeah, uh, she she did. Mm. Uh, she, she she was able to uh, come through that. But then again. Walking with uh, our journey has always been a journey with the doctors, mm -hmm. and we don't walk with one. I mean, one doctor at any given time. Mm -hmm. We have several doctors around us, mm -hmm. and so how we have managed this is that we walk with the doctors. You know, yeah. particular you know people in specific areas guiding us and and all that. Mm -hmm. And so, at such an early age, I think in 2013. Mm -hmm. The neurologist then uh, dis said that she needed to go to school. And mm. so I was like, this child to go to school at this early mm. age and all that. Was it even in 2013 or it's the same 2012? 2012. Like, two years. Yes, two years, yeah, yeah. She began, you know, like, let her go to school. So I was like, the child can't sit mm. well. The child can't make oh. sense of anything. Mm. How do I take her to school and all that? And the neurologist was like, yeah, at times, you know, when she goes to school, she'll be challenged by the other children, and then she'll be able to uh, be able to uh, put in effort and all that. But of course, remember, we were doing occupational therapy. Mm. So we had daily occupational therapies, but then again, uh, they prescribed for her to go to school very early. So her going to school was medically mm. prescribed. <laughs> it wasn't that just like Fidel, I wake mm. up, take your child to school. Mm. It was a medical prescription mm. school to come into the picture as mm. part of medical management. Mm. Yeah, I looked for, uh, you know, a kindergarten just around there where we stayed. I took her, but you see, I had to carry her, take her. Uh, you leave her there seated, like, um, you know, uh, not even like seated in the right post and all that. You carry plus everything, the feeds you're giving the teacher, and you're like, mm. here's my number, I'm on standby, mm. please, and anything. But trust you me, she was there like for a time or two. This is normal school or no, 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 yeah, yeah, it was normal school. Oh. Initially, it was normal school, just mm. a kindergarten normal school. So that uh, then she saw, yeah, because she was an only child again at home. Mm. So it was just me, of course, the adults around mm. her. And so the prescription was also so that she can be able to get children yeah. around her mm. and then be able to see that children are supposed to be able to sit, stand mm. and walk and all that. But it worked. Yeah, it did mm. work because after some time she began to like also stand on, you know, chairs mm. and all that. But she was doing occupational therapy alongside that to teach her how to stand mm. and all that and also just um, maybe strengthen the muscles, the mm. joints and all that. And so it worked and she began to stand and to, but then coming to walk was another, so she was able to sit and stand, but walking I think we walked at about six years or so. Mm. I remember we had this special worker that had been uh, made for her from a Kenyatta hospital because we outgrew the workers in the market the, anyway. Yeah. We outgrew them. Mm. And she's a big-bodied girl. She's really big-bodied. Mm. What's your height? Actually, uh, in two years' time, she'll be my height. Oh, Just wow. in two years' time, mm. she's going to be my height. And mm. she's also a big... Uh, mm. At times we share a few clothes here and there. Ah, <laughs> Me and her. Nice. Yeah, especially yeah. the tops. So mm. she's, she's big bodied. Mm. And so uh, we had grew the workers in the market. And so we had to get a specialized one from mm. Kenyatta Hospital. 
and the court where we used to to stay you know at some point when she was around four years or so mm. you know i'll put her in the worker and you're supposed to make her work and i'll do that with the house help and of course the pain she's crying mm. she's wailing the pain and as she does that um you also cry out mm. as a mother you see the pain in your child and all that and um it will break my heart to see her cry and yet I have to do it. That is what the medics yes, are telling yes, me to yeah. do and even if I don't do it that is what the professional therapist will do and then tell me to do and keep doing yeah, because yeah. anyway uh, you know it was expensive mm. uh, it's not you know it, it wasn't cheap it was expensive so mm. to have a therapist on a daily basis and every time they come is 2,500 it, it was mm. so much and so we'll do that you know the neighbors would actually shout from their windows and some of them would actually insult me very badly mm. you know careless mother why are you uh, doing that to a child why can't you just let the child be let, let the child mm. when is that time to walk they will walk yeah. and yeah there's one time you know they really hold a lot of insults at, you know at me and all that and you see as they're doing that they don't know that my child is crying and I'm also crying mm, because yeah. it's hard on me and the neighbors and are need to do and it. they are watching and they are you know calling you all sorts judging. of names and judging mm. and all that but that has been the journey but eventually she walked yeah. that's the beauty yeah. of it all she eventually yeah eventually she walked mm. I, uh, I can't even remember where she walked but she eventually mm. did yeah though she has a stagger she has uh she still struggles um the knees and the ankles are weak actually i was telling you last week we were in hospital mm. we just um the whole week from Tuesday to Saturday we were in hospital. She mm -hmm. went through orthopedic surgery on mm -hmm. her legs, both legs. She's right now in plasters because yeah, the, there were tightness in the knees and in the... Oh, sorry? Uh, there was uh, some tightness in the in the ah, knees okay. and um, you know in the ankles mm -hmm. and weak joints. So walking becomes a problem okay. and all that. And okay. So we are still on the journey yeah. but uh, she's been able to walk. She has a stagger. She hasn't been able to run uh, but I'm like at least she's mobile she's able to walk from point a to point b, b. running is a non-issue mm. for me yeah whether she has a stagger stupor whatever mm. it is mm. it's a non-issue god mm. is faithful mm. yeah all right the diagnosis of, uh so did you open the, after you opened the envelope you delivered it to the hospital i'm taking you back yes yes, I, yes I, I i talked to the doctor but of course i already now knew what it was, it was okay. because this was a neurologist who was sending me to a dentist at that a dentist oh. but he he had written the you know prescription to the dentist mm. but sealed it in an envelope mm. so I, I don't know at what point I was mm. supposed to know that my child has cerebral palsy yeah. now but then let me just tell you that it wasn't just cerebral palsy mm. as we have gone along but the time she was before five years around four years um, I go to a different doctor and now I'm told oh Actually, your child is not just cerebral palsy. Your child has uh, delayed developmental milestones. Mm. And so another big term. So I'm like, ah, what? Mm. And in fact, before we even get to delayed de developmental milestones, mm. while we were still in hospital, mm. remember I said she was born in March, mm. and then we got out of hospital in September. September. Mm. And we had gone, by that time, we had gone to three different major hospitals. Mm. Now, in the last hospital we were on, and I'm not going to disclose which hospitals, mm. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, the doctor, when we had moved from ICU, we ended up in ICU. Mm. We were in ICU. It was a matter of life and death mm. uh, for her. Now, when we had gotten out of ICU, we went to uh, HDU, mm. and from HDU, we went to the normal children's ward. Now, while at the normal children's ward, I kept on trying to, um, you know, like make her sit. Mm. And so the pediatrician, one of the times, came and was like, Mama Miracle, why is it that every time I walk into the ward, I'm finding you trying to make miracle to sit? Mm. And I was like, you see, Dr. I'm looking at her, she's my firstborn, so mm -hmm. I was like, I'm thinking children are supposed to be sitting at particular months, mm -hmm. uh, like um, I think I've had maybe at three months, mm -hmm. uh, she's supposed to at least be sitting upright, but you see my daughter has been in hospital from the time she was born, mm -hmm. and now you see it's we're in almost in September, mm -hmm. so I'm thinking maybe she's delayed. Yeah. And so the doctor goes like, anyway, somebody has to make you know about it, your child suffers from um, I think she said uh, suffers from uh, delayed milestones, mm. Devel delayed developmental mm. milestones, mm. Yeah, delayed developmental mi mm. milestones. So I'm like, delayed developmental milestones? What is delayed developmental mm. milestones? So it begins to explain to me, you see there are milestones that you need to uh, like go through mm. when they are born by this age and that age. But now for your child, it is delayed and unfortunately it's not going to come by its own. It needs therapy, occupational therapy. And so I'm like, occupational therapy? What is occupational therapy? Like, don't worry, it will be done right here in hospital. So she prescribes that and we begin occupational therapy when we were still in hospital. So somebody begins to come and do the occupational therapy. And so I get to know about occupational therapy. So we get out two years later, I'm seeing the prescription from now the neurologist, cerebral palsy, mm -hmm. another big term. I'm like, okay, delayed developmental milestones, now cerebral palsy. Fast forward, like four years, at four years, I go to a different doctor, and this doctor now goes like, I think your child suffers from global developmental milestones. Now I'm like, okay, delayed developmental milestones, cerebral palsy, now global developmental milestones. So what is global developmental milestones? It means that she doesn't just have one condition. There are chances that she's suffering from more than one uh, condition. So it may not just be CP alone. Um, I'm suspecting she also has autism spectrum disorder. So what is mm. autism spectrum disorder, mm. <laughs> you see? So I've just gone on hearing and I'm like, okay, so how do we determine and how do we know for sure she has mm. autism spectrum disorder? Like, yeah, we have some clinical tests that we can be able to do uh, to ascertain that. As a mother, you go out of your way, anything that you know will help your child to lessen their pain and to help them, uh, you know, just be able to achieve what they should be achieving in life. So I'm like, okay, Dr. Tari, let's subject her to the test. Mm -hmm. Of course, hoping against all odds that it turns out negative, negative yeah. but then uh, it turns out positive, but mildly. So it's like, okay, she has, it's mild, but she's on the mm -hmm. spectrum for sure. So I'm like, okay, so she has cerebral palsy, she has autism, yes, so global developmental milestone, you know, delays there. I'm like, all right, so we begin. Uh, so we are now managing two conditions um, at this particular time. And how are we managing the conditions? We are managing them uh, medically mm. with the doctors. 
you are managing them with the teachers. Remember, she was taken to school, so she's still yeah. in school, mm. and the teachers don't even understand, you know, her condition and all that. They're also trying, and special needs uh, institutions, if you go to the public ones, they don't have the facilities, mm. they don't have the infrastructure, they are not, there no human resource for the same. Mm. You go to the private ones, and I'm telling you, they are way out of the normal, you know, Kenyan you know, economy, mm. <laughs> economic standards and all that. Now you go to the normal schools. We tried, at some point I said, I cannot even, um, you know, afford mm. uh, the privates, uh, you know, mm. the private ones or the public ones. It just can't work to make her regress. Mm. Let me try to just go to the normal schools. We go and we knock doors and the doors are shut on us. Mm. Like, no, 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 we cannot take her in. Mm. Is she able to feed herself? No. Uh, is she able to stay alone without a minder? No. Is she able to take herself to the washroom? No. Uh, no, we cannot take her in. And so I went to, we have been like, you know, rejected in a number of schools. Went to a number of schools, they said no. So we said, okay, we cannot, um, you know, it only means we either stay at home or something has to be done mm. so the only option we had was uh, to look for probably a good uh, school private but private, private school mm. and i can tell you the costs are way mm. expensive and then of course now managing with the clinicians the uh, therapists mm. so we have the doctors professional doctors then we have the therapists mm. uh, on the side then we have the schools that we have to work with the teachers mm. so I, i'm trying to show you the link mm. and we all work all together and then the home aspect of it the home care and nutrition you also mm. manage it with nutrition and all mm. that so that has then been our work how we have been able to work with her um, as we go along up to that and mm. just going step by step systematic by systematic and holding her hand mm. as we go along and we achieve our things. They delay, mm. some come, we achieve them. And so even though we are 13 years chronologically, mm. that is our chronological age, mm. developmentally we are at different, you know, stages. Mm. There are aspects where we will be uh, maybe, I'll say maybe we are still uh, in, um, is it toddler stage because my child is yet to achieve her speech okay. and so she is um, non-verbal but does she understand when you talk yeah she, she has okay. she has a uh, receptive language okay. so she understands when you talk ah, to her she understands she and all that she has okay. receptive language mm. but she doesn't have expressive language okay. and mm -hmm. so we have tried and we are still continuing to try you know uh, with speech therapy we have been doing speech therapy for mm -hmm. a while and we continue but i think at this particular age and time the option i have is also to explore sign language mm -hmm. and so that then because commu what is communication communication, communication yeah. is somebody to be able to express themselves okay. and yes. receive information be able to process it mm -hmm. and then express themselves and so we have tried to give her and humanly speaking we are trying with to see do the speech therapies and all that to see what she can be able to attain but it's proving difficult mm. we still believe in a god who performs miracles and a god who says i'm the one who gives man their mouth mm. and i still believe in a god who says out of the mouth of babes is ordained praises mm. and i'm still 
calling on to the God and saying, God, even out of the mouth of this particular girl, she's gonna, you know, be able to raise praises into you and she won't praise you in the grave. She's gonna praise you here or not because her voice is needed here. But while at that, I think um, it's also good for me to be able to empower her. And so, um, well, God enabling, God helping as finds help. Mm-hmm. As again, I said, it's very expensive. Some mm-hmm. of these things you are not just able to, to do them like this yeah, and that. You and know yeah. about them, but then you have to schedule and when Plan. possible. Yeah. And so now my next uh, schedule mm-hmm. uh, bucket, uh, you know, item on the bucket mm-hmm. uh, to go for is mm-hmm. to empower her with uh, sign language mm-hmm. so that then she's able to express herself mm-hmm. because she's a brilliant girl again mm-hmm. she has she knows uh, she will want to talk and express herself so, yeah. but then she's very limited, limited yes in her expressions okay. yeah that is a journey of miracle that's the journey of miracle but then again mm-hmm. as i said just before um yeah you know, that is one aspect. But then there are other places, maybe she's not ah, at two. Okay. You know, there are other places where she should be at like a six-year-old. There are places where she's eight. But there are places once in a while where I know she's actually a 13-year-old. Oh, yeah. And she'll express herself mm. like, if you dress smartly, Miracle will come to you and she'll be like, you're mm. smart. Even herself, you know, she'll be like, mm. y- you know, she can know if you have bought her something new, she'll go for the new one and she'll tell it's smart it's or smart. it's not smart. Oh. Yeah, so you can tell, yeah, this, uh, uh, we are not so far yeah. far away from. She understands smart, yeah. you know, because more babies don't, yeah. Yeah. Oh, great.